Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. You may be watching us there. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. Get the latest content without a paywall and check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network that includes prize picks use code five f-i-v-e get that initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars you can play nba nhl mls uh golf this weekend if you want to tennis it's all on there play prize picks download it from the google play store or the apple app store or go to prizepicks.com make sure you use that code five to get that initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars and now today's episode down to this day Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me, Ethan J. Skolnick, on the Five Reasons Sports. we got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. And we're joined today by one of the newer ne- members of the Miami Heat. I want to introduce them to you a little bit today as the Heat are finishing up their regular season with three games left, currently on a road trip in Philadelphia and then Washington. And then they come home to finish the regular season against Orlando. And then we'll see if there's a playoff series or a play-in game after that. We've got Cody Zeller. Cody, we really appreciate you joining us today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. So we got to start here. Um, where did the nickname of the Big Handsome come from? uh it came from uh it came from when i was in college uh i don't i don't always claim the nickname but it was uh a couple college kids i didn't even know at the time uh came up with the nickname and started a a fake twitter account with live tweet during games like it was me and all that so uh they kind of ran with it but um yeah i guess it could be worse nicknames if someone comes up for me well you realize this has stuck because when you go to basketball reference there's one nickname (laughs) for you there and it's the big handsome. So, I mean, like when the NBA did that thing where you could put like different sayings on the back of your jersey, you should have applied for that. That's it. That's it. You know what? When I was in Charlotte for eight years, uh, nobody nobody even knew about the nickname. Uh, I just kind of left it in college, and then I'm back with uh, with Vic Victor Aldipo here in here in Miami, and he sometimes he sometimes will call me Big Handsome. So, uh, so I think it's kind of kind of stirred that up again uh, being in Miami. There are probably a lot of things you want to keep in your past, but you can't because now your teammates. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's been fun to be back with Vic, though. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I want Alex to get into some of the process of you uh, ending up here uh, with the Heat, but I, I just while we're on the subject of Vic, because you guys are so closely tied together, obviously played for Cream, played in Indiana, top five picks. You see him now at a different stage of his career than he was then. Obviously, everything was kind of in front of him there at Indiana, and then you know, being a top five pick, bouncing around uh, a little bit, but then finding a home in Indiana as an all-star, uh, very close to where his college team was, and now trying to kind of fight his way back 
to being the kind of player he was before. Now that you've seen it up close, what, what has struck you about that? Uh, what strikes me is it's, it's so much fun to be back with him because I think we bring out the best in each other. We, we are so close off the court, but also, you know, on the court, we kind of know uh, what drives the other person. And uh, back in college, you know, Coach, Coach Green used to kind of take that to his advantage and, you know, put us against each other while I was in the weight room or on the court, practice court. Uh, and we would bring out the best in each other. And even now it's been fun to be back together because I know he's pushed me in the, you know, the months that I've been in Miami, he's pushed me a lot. Um, and I'm doing the same for him. And I think, I think that's what strikes me is he still has that, still has the same drive, still has the same competitiveness that he had back in Indiana. So, um, yeah, I mean, both of us are, you know, 10 years in the league and might not have, yeah. you know, the same, uh, the same, uh, you know, maybe vertical that we had back in our college days, but, um, but yeah, we still have the competitiveness and drive and all that. So uh, it's been a lot of fun to be back with them. I want to get to something with you here and then have Alex follow on it. But um, when guys are out of the league for a little bit of time and then have to work their way back in, I've always been interested in the kind of what goes through preparation for a workout with a team. Like what, what do you do to make sure? Cause it wasn't just the heat that you worked out for. Correct. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, the, the tricky part is uh, is not knowing when a team is going to call um, because it could be it could be today, it could be tomorrow, it could be two months from now. Uh, so it's really tough to um, you know balance when to when to take time off, when to ramp up. You know, and normally you know leading in a training camp, you kind of have a ramp up period where you know that you know September you're going to start workouts, October you're going to have training camp into the regular season, but you know throughout you know, November, December, January, uh, not being with the team, there's really no ramp up period. You kind of have to stay in shape, but there's no games. You know, it's, you can't find nine other NBA guys on the street to put together a pickup game. Uh, so it's tough to be in rhythm, but I tried to make it as, you know, as, as regular as, as if I was with the team. So I tried to, you know, wake up at a decent hour, uh, have a harder days, easier days. As if it's like a, all right, today's a, a game day. Hypothetically, I'm going to hit it hard on the court. I'm going to get on the treadmill. I'm going to get in the weight room. Uh, you know, a little easier day the next day. So, kind of try to make it as similar as you can to an NBA game. But uh, it was it was tough. But I think it, if anything, it kind of I'm, I'm the freshest that I've been at this point in the season. Uh, because I didn't have the first, you know, 60 games of the year. Um, and then also just kind of the the mental end of it, the perspective of not being with the team. I think it's, you know, even though I'm 10 years in the league and I've played 500 games, I think even now I appreciate it so much more that, you know, playing one NBA game is a gift and it's, it's such a dream and uh, it's what I've dreamed of my whole life. And before long, whether it's another – you know, a year or five years, it's going to be gone. And mm. I don't want to miss the opportunity to, uh, you know, play my hardest when I do get a chance to, to step on the court. It's really interesting to hear you kind of um, try to essentially simulate what it's like to be an NBA player while you were not on a team officially. And it kind of, you know, it, it, you know, just putting the pieces together, I, I can see now why the Heat were really impressed with your workout. It seems like, you know, you were right in the type of shape that they demand that, they, that they're that they kind of known for, you know, famously or infamously, depending on however you look at it. And kind of getting into that, um, picking the Miami Heat, 
you know, everybody kind of knows what the organization is about. Um, it just so happened that they needed a couple of extra bodies in the front court. And I wanted to ask you what it's been like for you, kind of what your expectations were going into it, um, other than just keeping yourself in shape and what it's been like for you so far, kind of um, compared to your expectations going in. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is interesting. Like you said, it's, uh, you know, Miami's known for their culture and, you know, guys being in good shape and um, playing hard and physical. And, you know, I got a firsthand look at that, you know, eight years in Charlotte playing a couple of playoff series against Miami. So, um, so I knew that and, uh, you know, I wasn't necessarily staying in shape for the Miami opportunity, but hypothetically, whoever, whatever team called, um, I wanted to be in good shape for a workout. And then I knew that it'd be a quick turnaround once the team signed me that, you know, I'd be guarding Joel Embiid in a few nights, you know, possibly. So, uh, you know, so I, I try to stay in shape, but I think that's why, you know, it really, it really clicked with Miami that I was in good shape when I came for the workout and I was excited to, to be a part of the organization because of that. I think I fit in well with, you know, that kind of their culture and, uh, it's been fun to see it firsthand and, um, it's everything that's cracked up to be. All right. So I want to go back a little bit cause you mentioned it cause you, you made the playoffs twice and both times, uh, you saw the heat, correct? Uh, 2014 yeah. and 2016. All right. So yeah. I got, I got different questions about both playoff series as we go back here. Uh, 2014. I mean, that was, it was the last year of the big three, but they were still pretty much steamrolling teams in, in the, in the first round that, that I don't, I think they lost one, two total games in the first round during their, their four years together. I mean, Al got hurt in the series that uh, yeah. you guys were playing against them in 14. I uh, was trying to come back. I mean, did you go into that series before we get to purple shirt guy in 2016, which is what I'm more interested in. <laughs> uh, well, did, did you think there was that? I mean, when you go into a series like that, you're, you're an eight seed. I believe that year uh, you're going against a team that had just won two championships. They weren't quite the juggernaut their fourth year. They were the yeah. other year, but did you go into that series thinking you had a chance? Like as, as you know, a player, like how do you process? Are you going against LeBron, uh, Dwayne and, and Chris in that situation? Yeah, and the other the other story that I I've told a lot is uh, earlier in that year, uh, LeBron had his career high against the sixty one. Uh, it was also against my, that was all my rookie year, um, but you know we went into it you know with playing with house money. We knew that uh, we would give some you know give up some trouble, especially Al Jefferson had it rolling. Um, you know he was uh, he he made an All NBA team. He was getting thirty and ten the second half of the year and. Um, yeah, he, he did something to his foot, um, I think in game one. Yeah. Uh, so after that, it kind of, it kind of deflated us a little bit, but even then we still played hard. We were still competitive, but, uh, like you said, that, that team was, uh, you know, you had to have three stars to even compete with that team. Um, so yeah, that, that, that first year, but it was my first year. So I didn't know any different, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm like a deer in the headlights, uh, you know, playing my first playoff series, but. Uh, it was a good learning experience for me, for sure. All right, so let's go ahead a couple of years because they weren't quite the juggernaut two years later. Uh, Dwayne was yeah. still there. Uh, obviously, uh, that team ended up uh, getting to this Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals before they lost to Toronto. Uh, but did you know – I mean, how close were you to Purple Shirt Guy? I mean, did you know who that was <laughs> that whole season and everything else? Because for Heat fans who don't remember, that's who Dwayne kept going at uh, during that series because he was going at Dwayne. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't seen him since then. I think he got permanently banned from from games. Uh, 
And uh, that was such a fun, fun playoff series. Obviously, it won game seven, but one of my, you know, it's funny being on the other side of the plane from Miami now, but one of my favorite games of my career was winning game five in Miami uh, because we had lost game one and two in Miami. We won uh, three and four in Charlotte. And then game five in Miami was a huge game, and we ended up winning a, a tight game. Uh, and then we had, like you said, chance to, to close out the series in Charlotte game six. And we played well the whole game until, yeah, purple shirt guy got in with, with, with uh, into it with D Wade and uh, he took over the last, uh, you know, five or six minutes. I don't think he had made a three, like in the calendar year. And he had like, <laughs> he had like eight in a row, you know, just one after another, which just shows, you know, the greatness of D Wade that he was able to put the team on his back. We knew that we didn't have a chance going back to, to Miami in game seven, we knew that was our chance to win it, win the series game six. But uh, still, that's what you live for. That's what you live for is is intense playoff series is that could go could go either way. And it's one guy, it's one opportunity. It's, uh, you know, a cold place here and there that could, could uh, determine the series. So that was definitely a fun memory for me. All right, after the break with Cody Zeller, Alex is going to get into some basketball stuff, some fit, uh, stuff with this particular team impressions of playing with Bam and Jimmy and some more as we come back on the podcast channels and also on the YouTube channel. We'll get back to our episode in a second. First, we want to welcome back our friends over at You Break Wheel Fix, the complete automotive wheel solution. If you ever park too close to the sidewalk curb, well, you know I have if you've ever followed me on the road. You Break Wheel Fix. You don't want to follow me when I'm parallel parking for sure. You Break Wheel Fix specializes in the repair of damaged wheels from bends, cracks, and curb rash. Are your wheels faded or peeling? You don't need to replace them. You Break Wheel Fix can refinish them to make them like new. They do polishing there. They do everything. They can even give your wheels a brand new look. You like the heat colors, the dolphin colors. They can do the custom stuff for you there as well. And also, and also, they can do window tinting, suspension modifications, and much, much more. Located just south of Aventura, you can reach Mark and the crew at 305-748-0112, 305-748-0112, or ubreakwheelfix.com, or ubreakwheelfix on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Get an estimate, mention five reasons, you get a discount, ubreakwheelfix.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, back here on 5 on the floor. Got Alex Salido. Also got Cody Zeller kind enough to join us today. Alex, go. Okay, so yeah, for sure. Again, appreciate you for joining us. And it was just, you know, a quick thing there. It's great to kind of hear you guys uh, just talk about those two playoff series. I definitely have some fond memories of both of those and just those experiences. But just one thing, Big Al Jefferson, absolute heat killer. That guy was giving <laughs> heat fans nightmares every time he played. <laughs> like playoffs or not, like that, the heat. Yeah, and we all love Chris Bosh here. We all love Chris Bosh here. Respect the hell out of him. But, man, he had a tough time with Al Jefferson <laughs> when he was, like, I remember that vividly. And as far yeah, as that wasn't that wasn't just the that wasn't just the heat. I mean, I was I was rolling that year. I don't think people appreciate how good he. You knew he was going to show the through to the little uh, right hand jump hook, but nobody could do anything about it. So that wasn't just the heat. He was he was a problem. Yeah, he that, that was one of the last in the off season, like with post work and post footwork and all that. Because my it. god, <laughs> absolute clinic every time you played against him. Absolutely. Um, the other but, thing now, like it's. You know, you mentioned before Dwayne not making a three until the playoffs. And, you know, there's kind of a player on the team now who, who who does some of that type of stuff with Jimmy Butler. You've obviously had a, you know, a really nice connection with him so far. He commented on that the other night. I'm going to refrain from using the nickname uh, he threw in on this <laughs> podcast. But and the numbers uh, bear it out like you and Jimmy together have some fantastic on and off numbers. When you just look at the, you know, that type of data. What do you what do you make of that combo, the pick and roll? Um, dynamics that you guys so far, everybody has kind of credited your physicality on your screens, the way that you um, dive kind of quickly and just take advantage of those uh, small windows of opportunity. And just wanted to get your thoughts on kind of your dynamic with Jimmy. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fun to play with Jimmy. Uh, you know, he's, he's so intelligent, obviously uh, you don't really see that. Obviously he's a, a talented player. He can kind of get to his spots. He's been clutch and, big games, playoff games, uh, down the stretch. So I've seen that as an opposing player, but to play with him, you understand really how intelligent he is, just how, how he sees the game. Um, so you talk about our connection, but a lot of that is him telling me exactly where to go. You know, like <laughs> this is how they're going to defend it. Like during the game it's you know, during a, during a free throw, Hey, they're going to defend it this way. You sent me a solid screen. You roll to the rim. I'm going to throw you a pocket pass. It's going to be a layup. It's like, it's like he, he sees the play before it happens. It's so, I mean, he's made my job really easy. Uh, I do exactly what he, t- what he tells me. And uh, he's so intelligent. He sees the game so well. So I, th- I don't think you really appreciate how well he understands the game until I played with him. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. Like I said, he's, he made my job easy. Wait, is that the the that's the clean version though, right? Like, the, there's no NC17 stuff that Jimmy's telling you like <laughs> get to this might, bleeping spot at this time, yeah, and I'll get you the bleeping be, ball. That might be the clean version, but he's he's super encouraging too. He's uh, you know, he keeps the game simple. Uh, you know, he's uh, you know, tells me <laughs> he said he said if if I if I throw it to you, shoot the ball because he said the only reason I'm throwing it to you is because you're wide open. He said, just shoot the ball. <laughs> he said, if I shoot, don't, he said, don't even worry about the offense rebound because if I shoot it, I'm going to make it. So he said, don't worry about that either. I'm going to shoot and make it 
I'm going to throw it to you and you put it in. It was like, all right, it's easy, easy game. So, but you anyway, probably played, but, but to that follow, Cody, you've probably played, that's kind of what fascinates us about Jimmy too, because you've probably played with a lot, many more athletically gifted players with Jimmy. I mean, there's nothing that Jimmy has from a gift standpoint that is like jumps off the page. Like this is a 10 out of 10, you know, he doesn't, he's not that much taller than guys at his position. He doesn't have elite, elite athleticism, that kind of stuff. He's not dunking on people. He's just effective. Like he just, you know, it's just like he, he know he, he, like you said, he understands matchups. Um, yeah. he, he understands that, you know, everything that, you know, he understands when again, with smaller guys, you know, that he's going to punish that particular player or who's going to be open. I mean, as you've watched that on a, on a daily, on a daily basis, like you played with a lot of really good players. Like how, how is he different? I guess, than some of the other guys you played with. I think it is just how he sees the game because it, uh, like I said, you appreciate it for one playing with him and for two, seeing him every night, do it consistently, you know, getting fouled or getting an angle on a guy or, you know, seeing a matchup that he likes or, you know, seeing something that, everyone else is, is watching the same game, but he's the only one that sees, you know, an angle or a matchup that he can get to or a, a coverage that they aren't running right. Uh, so I think it's just the the way that he sees the game is totally different. All of us have played this game our whole lives, and we know the game better than, you know, 99% of the world, but he's even a step above that. So like you said, he might not have the God-given ability, you know, as compared to some, some guys that are off the charts in this league. But, man, he, he sees the game so well, and I think it is. He has to be one of the smartest guys in the league. I want to get to uh, Bam with you. It's obviously he's a, he's a different style big than a lot of other bigs around the NBA, but he's carved out his own niche with all the different things that he can do. What is your, your sort of comfort level? Because you came in the same time as Kevin also. So you've got you, Kevin Love, coming in around the same time. Obviously, it was, that's a transition in the front court. Team is playing smaller with Caleb uh, playing the four for most of the year. How do you feel in terms of your sort of your on-court synergy when you get those opportunities uh, with Bam, perhaps uh, also with what happens in practice and also with Kevin at this stage? Yeah, Bam, uh, I think the the thing, once again, to play with him, see him every day, uh, to realize how good a defender he is. I mean, he can guard one through five. He can guard, you know, Embiid. He can guard uh, James Harden. He can guard anyone. Uh so that I mean that so much that you can switch your center off anyone on the anyone who um so I think I really appreciate how good of, of a defender he is. Um and then on offense, you know, he kind of gets to his spot as a little, you know, kind of mid range mid range jumper. Um he can roll hard, he can uh he can facilitate the offense, you can run your offense through him. Um so yeah, it's it's been fun for me to uh you know, just kind of give him a breather, if nothing else. Uh, it's fun to watch him. Obviously, the team plays well when he's on the court. So, um, I told Coach, I said, I just I just need to play well enough where Coach feels comfortable giving Bam enough of a rest where mm-hmm. we can get him back on the court because the team plays well when he's on the court. So, um, yeah, it's definitely been fun to, to be teammates with him. All right, we're going to get to some more stuff here. We got some rapid fire here for you uh, when we come back from this break. Joined by Cody Zeller here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel and also on the Five Reason podcast channels. We'll get back to our episode in a second. Before we do, everybody's asking us about this sponsor, so we might as well tell you more about them. It's called Miami Gaming Parties. You can find them at MiamiGamingParties.com. 
It's exactly what it says it is. First things run by a Heat fan, so reach out. Uh, just you want to talk about the team. But also, he can set up, their crew can set up a party for you, for all your friends, your family, competitions, different numbers of players. They can do everything for you from beginning to end. It's a really, really cool experience. It's a new company that's just starting up, but already people are asking us, okay, how can we do one of this for our, one of these things for our watch parties or something along those lines? So follow them on Twitter at Gaming Parties or go to MiamiGamingParties.com. You pick the game. They set it up for you. They take care of everything for you. MiamiGamingParties.com. And now, back to the episode. All right, back here on five on the floor. Got Alex Salido, got Cody Zeller. A couple more things I, I want to get to here. And again, we want to uh, also kind of focus on where this team is going because you got three games left. I, I, I guess the significance for you, I mean, you didn't you didn't come here to miss the playoffs, right? I mean, that's <laughs> when you signed the Heat, you thought there was going to be a playoff run here. What is kind of the team's temperature right now? You, you guys, you come off a win in Detroit. I know Eric went with a little different rotation in that one, so that was uh, you didn't have the opportunities you had in some previous games. But with three games left in the season, are you looking at what Brooklyn is doing at this stage? I mean, or, or is it just we, we do what we do we, and whatever happens, happens here? Yeah, I mean, there's still a chance, uh, you know, that we could sneak into the sixth seed, but even if we end up with that seventh seed, um, you know, an extra play in game, hopefully one, one extra game, uh, and then go on to a series. But, um, it, when we're playing well, we can, we can play with anyone in the league. So, um, that's what's most important is that we want to be playing well going into that first series, whoever it's with, whatever seed we get, uh, we just want to be playing well. And we have, we have the guys, we have the, uh, obviously the heat have made deep runs into the playoffs, uh, with this roster. So uh, we just need to be playing right going into the next couple of weeks. I saw somewhere, and I, whenever you say I saw somewhere on the internet, that's never a good thing, but I saw somewhere on the internet that you had a reputation in Indiana as a prankster. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that goes all the way back to my, my childhood and my family for sure. Uh, I was a bit of a prankster. Give me your best prank that you pulled outside the NBA and then you have to have done something on an NBA player. And why can't it be Jimmy Butler that you do it on next? <laughs> uh, yeah. Especially on my family. I used to, you know, I've done, I've done a few, uh, a few pranks on my family. I, we all did a, uh, uh, Love is like a Christian, Christian, uh, radio station. And so there was our, our family had, uh, was all going to this Caleb award. So, I made a made up a fake email address, and I sent my mom an email saying that like uh, the K Love Awards is going to present my family with like a you know like a Christian Sports Impact Family of the Year or something. So my mom my mom is like the kind of the leader of our family, so she sent it to the whole family, and I asked for like interviews with each one of the family members, like including myself. Like, hey, here's some questions that we'd have, like to ask Cody. And so I made it more and more ridiculous as it, as it went on. So then I started asking, like, do you believe in spanking your kids? Do you believe in like, you know, like some that were little friends of like, like, what's this guy trying to dig for? You know, <laughs> so I made it more and more ridiculous at the end. And then uh, finally, like the day of like the, the Caleb uh, award ceremony, I said, oh, you know, due to the publicity that the Curry family has gotten, we're actually going to give the award to the Curry family. And so like took the award away from the last minute. So, and then I finally revealed that it was me, but anyway, so I put a little more, more thought into that one, but usually they're, 
usually there aren't so much planning going into didn't give it to the Plumley family because I was going to ask you. There has to be a rivalry <laughs> between the Zellers and the Plumleys, no? Uh, not too much. No, I actually played with the youngest uh, Marshall Plumley, the youngest Plumley brother, so I know their family pretty well. But uh, they're also from Indiana, so we yeah we don't we don't mind each other. Better NBA family Plumleys Zellers. Where are we going here? I mean, they have <laughs> they have more. No wait, how many? Well, there were three for you guys, right? Yeah, there's three for each. Yeah, three for each of us. All three, three, all three, all three Zellers and all three Plumleys have played in the NBA. So, uh, yeah, it's I, I had to pick my my own family, of course. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it'd be a pretty good matchup between the. I was gonna say with the big family. three, when the, if the big three ever folds, we could just set that up. We get the Plumleys. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I don't know about the Curries though. They might take you guys outside. Yeah, so they, they might. might. <laughs> yeah, they might. I love it. That might be a problem. Alex has got a couple for you. All right, so you mentioned a couple of things before, kind of really quick going back to the Jimmy thing. Where does he rank among the best players that you've played with uh, in your career? Oh, that's tough. You don't uh, have to get too specific here. I don't want you to make it sound like you know, you're taking shots yeah. at everybody, but just kind Man, of. I've been, I've been so fortunate to play play with so many, uh, so many great players. Um, you know, Kemba in his prime. Um, you know, I played uh, six years with him, so – uh, to see him kind of grow into the player that he is, you know, that he was at his prime, uh, was really special. So he's the one, the one that I'm closest with of, of anyone. Um, it's been fun to see, uh, to see Jimmy, you can see that, you know, he can really turn it on and be special. Uh, even, even the other night scoring whatever 18 or 20 points in the fourth quarter. Um, so I'm really excited to see him, uh, in the playoffs. Cause you, you know, I see him on, on TV, just as a fan. Um, but, uh, to see him, uh, up, up and close live, being a teammate of his, uh, in a playoff series is going to be fun to, to be a part of. So, um, yeah, it's, it, that'll be fun. I, obviously I played with Dame last year, uh, which, which is really, really fun to see him, you know, how easy it is for him to score. Um, you know, even uh, you know, obviously Tony Parker didn't have quite the uh, quite the same that he had his last year in Charlotte. But even just to be teammates with those guys and kind of learn from them um, was uh, was pretty special. So I feel fortunate just to be a whole list of guys that I've that I've been fortunate to play with. Yeah, Kemba and Tony Parker uh, also heat killers for sure. <laughs> so that's another. <laughs> but uh, uh, the other question I wanted to ask you was as far as this season, it's felt and, and you know you you kind of referenced it before, like the the thing amongst the team and I think amongst a lot of the fans too has been when this team is on, they can compete with just about anybody in the league. And the first half of the season, everything felt very sharp on the defensive end, even though the team was a little bit small, but the shots weren't going down. Second half of the season, the defense hasn't been quite as sharp. More shots going down. It's it's felt like that you know the balance hasn't been captured all season. How do you guys feel about where you stand now? Um, and I know you mentioned kind of you know whether it's the playing or the playoffs, you guys are going to be ready. But where do you feel as far as kind of that two way balance and where it stands right now, and and how you guys are progressing towards that? You're spot on. You're uh, you're seeing it just like we are that. Uh... You know, we can we can play with anyone in the league when we're playing well on offense and defending. Um, but it's right there for us. There's other teams that aren't capable of putting up big numbers or defending, uh, causing problems for teams. But, you know, like you said, even in one season, we've – the team has done that. Uh, but they just have, we just haven't put it together for 
uh, long enough stretches, whether it's in one game or it's in a, you know, a week or two weeks, uh, in a month. So, um, I think that's, that's what we need to do going into the playoffs. There's no secret formula on how we make that happen, but we've, we've been having the same conversation that, uh, it's right there for us. So we can get all on the same page. Cody, is this a place you'd like to play next season? If you get the opportunity? Yeah. I mean, I've had a great experience here. Uh, I've only been here a month, but, um, yeah, it's been a fun part to be a part of the, uh, you know, the heat culture and the organization. Um, you know, I know how quickly things change in the league that, you know, salary cap stuff or, uh, players coming and going, even if it doesn't, you know, even if I don't have a do or don't have a choice, whether they, um, you know, I'm sure the roster will look completely different next year. Um, but for me, just individually, I've had a great experience over the past month and, if they're interested in having me back, uh, I'd love to be back in Miami. And uh, off the court, you can't complain about the 85 and sunny every day either. So uh, that kind of adds to it as well. You found a good spot down here? You haven't had uh, – I mean, you have, you've kind of been on the road at home, so I, I don't know that you had yeah. an opportunity. But you've been able to explore Miami a little bit since you've been down here? Yeah, I was just in a hotel for the first month or so. But uh, I, I have a spot in just a little condo in Brickell now. So mm. – uh, close to the arena, but a lot of stuff you can walk to and stuff. He's, even as opposing teams usually stay in that kind of brickle area. So I was already a little bit familiar with, with that. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a fun area. Well, you survived the traffic for ultra, so you'll be okay at this point. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> the, the heat scheduling family fest that same weekend, not their best executive decision, but it, uh, you know, exactly. you, you, you never know who's going to come across your dashboard. Uh, <laughs> not exactly. Um, I, you know, there is, there are some fun facts here with you though. Um, do, when, when you are dunking on Giannis, do you ever say to him, I was drafted 11 spots ahead of you in the same draft? <laughs> I mean, do they declare that the Zeller draft instead of the Giannis draft now? Yeah, uh, I think it's safe to say he's had a better career than I have, but, uh, but yeah, I've, uh, I've been fortunate to, to, to surprise some guys with my athletic ability. So, uh, I was able to dunk on him once, but. Uh, I think he has a couple other things that he's uh, he's done in his career that I haven't quite achieved. So <laughs> I think he might have a few other bragging rights on me. Do, do, do you guys still get surprised when you dunk on them now? They, they, they You know, the whole sneaky athleticism thing. But now you're in your 30s, right? So now, like, or you get there. So now, now there's a reason for them to be surprised <laughs> about it. Yeah, yeah. I might surprise some guys every once in a while. So, uh, yeah, it, it happens quick. But, yeah, it could happen. Who's, who's the most, uh, since you've been here a month, who's the most surprising other athlete on the team other than yourself? Surprising other athlete? Um, in other words, in terms, in terms of pure athleticism, like you see things in practice that maybe we don't see. Yeah. Um, good question. Uh, even even some of the young guys, obviously like I've, I've played against, it's fun to play with like Kevin Love and Kyle Lowry and, and those guys like that I've played against my whole career and um, you know, not to, not to directly answer your question about the athletic ability, but like guys like uh, guys like Kyle Lowry, I hated Kyle Lowry my whole career because he's, he's so competitive and he's, you know, he's complaining to the refs and he's, you know, he's real physical getting around screens and, you know, he's throwing cheap shots whenever he can. And I've hated him my whole career. And now to be a teammate with him, he cannot be a better teammate. And the reason why he's it's like his biggest compliment that I can give him is that I hate playing against him. And, mm. uh, now that I'm his teammate, 
he, he'll do anything for me as his teammate. Uh, I love playing with him. I love doing all that. So you can just kind of see, uh, you know, what's made him such a good player throughout his whole career. Um, but not just him, like you said, you know, Kevin, um, guys like that, that, uh, I've played, played against my whole career to kind of be on their same team. Now it's kind of fun. And as the season closes up and again, we appreciate Cody for joining and, and Alex for participating, um, in this as well. I, you mentioned kind of appreciating it more now. Um, your brother Tyler's been out of the league now for a couple of years. I know he bounced to a couple of different teams, um, late in his career. Do you guys ever have those kind of conversations? Because I, I know for, you know, NBA players are competition junkies, right? Like they, that's, this is your life, you know, all this time. And then you're okay. And then you're trying to get back on with the team and will you get on with the team next year? And how far will this go? Like how, how much do you think about that? Um, and just like, okay, what's next after basketball and, and how do I make this as fulfilling as possible, you know, before it's over? Yeah. I mean, it's basketball going to end for all of us at some point, whether it's like I said, uh, uh, a year from now or five years from now, 10 years from now, however, however long it's going to be. So, uh, you start to think about, you know, kind of what's next, but, uh, I don't know if anything will match up to playing in a big NBA game. Um, you know, uh, so, so it is, you try to appreciate every moment, try to appreciate every, even the practices and the shoot arounds and of course the games and everything else. So, um, I'm just trying to take it all in and make the most of, uh, every opportunity I get. Cody, we appreciate you joining us. I was told by Heat PR not to refer to you as Robin this entire episode, so I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But but you know you got to have a nickname ready for him next time at some point. You got to give it back. (laughs) Jimmy does whatever he wants. So as long as he's, uh, you know, finding me for easy buckets, he can do whatever he wants. He can call me whatever he wants. Uh, That's true. It wasn't you that came up with that? (laughs) Say it again. It wasn't you that came up with that? No, it definitely wasn't me. No, That's what he said. Wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, Don't no, say it was... out loud. Don't no. say it out loud. We're not allowed no, to say was, it out loud. He was, supposed he to let it die. Yeah, he was blaming me. I was just, you know, that was that was during a timeout. He came up with it. I was I was just trying to figure out what play Coach Mo was trying to run <laughs> and uh stay focused like the Yeah, so anyway, whatever Jimmy says, I'll I'll during, go with. Don't say it out loud. During a timeout of all things. During a timeout. <laughs> Uh, you, you, I, I think that's who your next prank needs to be on. Cody, we really appreciate it. I know he fans have enjoyed uh, watching you so far. And uh, I think, I think you know, again, when you don't see someone's whole career on a day-to-day basis, sometimes when you come to a team, they're surprised by some of the things you can do because they, they didn't, they maybe didn't watch your game as closely the past few years, but I know you've made a, a big contribution since you've come down. So we, we really appreciate the time. We wish you luck uh, heading into the play-in or the playoffs or whatever it's going to be. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. Check out all the episodes of Five on the Floor here on your podcast feeds, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. We'll be back for coverage on Tuesday night, or excuse me, Thursday night, Heat at Philadelphia. Catch us on playback and on the Five on the Floor postgame show. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network.